So if Marky Mark has a lightsaber, is he the last knight? Oh, I think you nailed it right there. Okay. Hey, we're here to talk about the last night trailer, which debuted, sort of, not really, during the Super Bowl. Actually, what we saw during the Super Bowl debuted Friday. I am Brian Kilby, and with me I have Diecast and John DeLuna. What is this? Is this an RFC Extra? Sure. That works. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw the extended trailer online, and boy, is that trailer extended. Yeah, by how many seconds? Like 30 seconds. Three? Uh, Three seconds. (laughs) So uh, the trailer starts off with narration from Sir Anthony Hopkins, and he, he says, you know, you wonder why they keep coming here. And I never really thought about it because in, in the Transformers uh, movie universe, they, they basically they came here about 100 years ago and got frozen. And they've not really, you know, they just keep coming back. But it's only been like eight years. I mean, it's kind of like moving to like Portland or somewhere. I mean, you know, you, you live there. You open a bookstore. You open a bookstore. Yeah. So, so I don't really get what he means by that. So I guess in the trailer or in the movie, we figure out that there's some sort of um, history that we're not uh, privy to so far. Uh, but the, the scene flashes to some sort of Ed 209-like century with its laser-sighted cannon, like pointed off off camera. And it the, can, the cannon is just barely over a sign. It says, um, enemy, and it's a picture of Optimus Prime. So maybe Optimus Prime is the villain in this movie. Kind of looks like that. Uh, then we have the yet-to-be-named girl, or I just don't know her name, the uh, the child. And it's, she seems to be talking to that yet-to-be-named yellow, I'm assuming Autobot, who looks like he's in a pretty bad way. Yes, yeah. his uh, chest's on fire. His chest. I don't think he's going to make it to the end of the movie. Well, most most Transformers don't. Well, least. yeah. It's, hmm. It seems like Marky Mark... Marky Mark is being interrogated. Man, I'm just saying this really flippantly. I should be like be, being really serious about this. You should feel it. I should feel it. But uh, Mark Wahlberg is being uh, interrogated, and he says that he's not going to uh, sell out his friends. And then we get boom from director Michael Bay. And, How? And Grimlock his is- last time. His last time, he said. <laughs> for the third, for <laughs> sure. the third time, his last time, uh, Grimlock explodes from the highway like a slug from a forty-five. Sorry, uh, four hundred horsepower, maximum guy. performance. But for he looks reason, dead. Yeah, for some reason, I'm upset by that. Despite his performance in the last movie, I'm somehow he was in the last movie. I'm, emotion- I'm emotionally <laughs> attached to him for some reason. My buddy Dusty and his daughter, beautiful da- daughter Margot, who's four, were at a convention this weekend, and they got me a print of uh, G1 Optimus Prime riding uh, G1 Grimlock, a la Age of Extinction, and it's the most awesome thing. It's on my wall right now. But yes, uh, Grimlock explodes from the highway. Looks like he will not survive. And we see Optimus Prime floating through space, just like like he was like he probably like Megatron uh, in the movie. Yeah, it the looks it looks like he was injured somehow, uh, incapacitated. Maybe he's gone dormant while he's traveling through space. It doesn't look like he's doing a very good job of it, though. We hear a voice say, "Do you seek redemption?" It's a female voice, and mm-hmm. Optimus Prime, with the purple eyes, says, "My maker, I do." And then, uh, then Optimus Prime uh, goes back to Earth, I guess. Uh, we well, s- there's also some, I guess we'll get into it, some interesting imagery 
sprinkled among there but it might, might be the very very big bad in the movie but we'll get into that yeah yeah we need to cover that uh we 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 see uh marky mark uh with a lightsaber dressed kind of like a jedi so i'm thinking this is somehow a crossover with episode eight or maybe not and uh then we see optimus prime uh demolishing bumblebee so we not a whole lot new in this uh extended trailer that we waited till the super bowl to see uh, oh yeah, Unicron's in this, <laughs> or we're assuming it's Unicron. <laughs> sure, looks like it. it there is a horn a in the beginning, yeah, yeah. So Brian, yeah, you caught that. So like the first, the very first shot in the trailer, yeah, right after the Paramount uh, peak is uh, two helicopters, two military hel- helicopters coming over a hill with a very familiar looking horn in the distance. Yeah, and then later in the movie, later in the movie. Probably definitely later in the movie. Also later in this trailer, we get to see what very much looks like uh, Unicron's gaping maw, the big old hole down his chaos-bringing mouth, basically. Yeah, um, I'm assuming. I mean, it doesn't. We've never been explicitly told that it's Unicron, but we we're left to assume. Uh, it's very. I mean, just like all basically all the characters in these movies, if that's Unicron, he definitely looks different he he definitely doesn't have a uh contiguous body style uh it seems like he is just a bunch of mass that can maybe coalesce in, into something um yeah i he's got a, at least a couple things at least from the trailer that do identify him as unicron if it is unicron yes because you've got the horn slash mandibles and you've got the uh, the very frankly g1-esque shaped you know uh mouth opening thing that he has in planet mode yeah, I mean, I, one is left to assume. I guess, I guess it has to be. Uh, he seems a little smaller than I would anticipate. I mean, Unicron is a, the size of a moon, not a planet. Uh, or is he the size of a planet? I guess I've always assumed that he's a moon, but I'm comparing he's, him to the Death Star. He's a planet eater, so I would assume he would almost have to be the same size as a planet. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know that it has to be. I mean, he, he has different ways of. Uh, the way that he absorbs matter and converts it to energy. I, I don't know that it specifically has to be, but he probably is the size of a planet. So in this, he is not the size of a planet. At least no. not, at least not this planet, which is the only planet that we have to compare it to. And considering that, like, we've seen it, we've already seen Cybertron in Earth's orbit, that's probably the safer route to go. Because if he was actually big enough to devour Cybertron or take a sizable chunk out of it, that would probably be like so abstract looking in movie form that it, you couldn't even like you couldn't even like appreciate his design because he would be just so massive and and probably like impossible to defeat in a believable way anyway. So it's probably better that he's he I say could be a could be a she just because uh, apparently that voice is the voice that uh, seduces or brainwashes Optimus Prime is decidedly female may also be Unicron. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's probably for the best that. Uh, He's, uh, Unicron's been downsized a bit. I can say this: watching the watching the trailer, uh, the special effects look phenomenal. Uh, that scene where I'm assuming they're on the moon and that uh, starship or spaceship or something is uh, docked on the not docked but is on the planet, and it looks like Unicron's pincers or whatever you want to call them tear through the crust. That just looks amazing. Um, and it, they've come a long way in the last uh, 10 years with these movies. 
uh, from basically looking like a big muddy mess to being something that actually has uh, some nice distinct uh, lines and uh, nice uh, juxtaposition of colors. Um, it's it looks. I mean, it, it it looks like it's going to be a very visually appealing movie. I actually am looking forward to seeing it in IMAX, assuming it's offered. Yeah. Um, one thing that kind of bothers me is I don't think Unicron would be the maker of the Transformers. I just, I just, even though I know the movie can steer a little off in one direction. I don't think of Optimus Prime as a homicidal maniac either, but. Yeah, but if Galvatron could control him or Galvatron, if Unicron could control him like he did Galvatron, maybe there was some sort of way. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if they go the Quintesson route and maybe there's a Quintesson controlling, uh, prime. Who's also controlling Unicron like in Energon. Do you think they've watched Energon? <laughs> I hope not. I've, I've seen cues in the movie that have, you, have come from other areas other but, than just G1. But have you seen Alpha Q? I haven't seen Alpha Q. No. What's your mouth? <laughs> Language, please, gentlemen. I think I think you're right, though, Diecast. I'm sure they've they've at least gotten like executive summaries of the different fictions, or or they've gotten like character bibles that may have touched on things that the characters have done in different universes or different yes. uh, different lines of stories, and so they can certainly like mishmash to their uh, to their heart's content just based on these like kind of overall histories of the characters. Like I, I'm sure, like I mean, in very, I'm sure. The Unicron has come up several times at this point, and Quintessons. And in the last movie, I I thought I would assume we saw Quintessons when they um, metallicized or whatever they did to the dinosaurs. I assume most people assume that was the Quintessons or their version of the Quintessons. So I mean, yeah, you're right. They're they probably had a lot of stuff on their plate to consider, and who knows how those things have been described to them. You know, uh, probably not in a linear way, probably in a, just a, this real kind of broad, horizontal way. So what do you think about uh, Anthony Hopkins? What is what what's up with him? What is he? Who is he? Uh, let me I, I've got a meta comment about this first. So I see a lot of like um, piling on Anthony Hopkins for taking this role. And uh, I just want to say in his defense, uh, he's a professional. And during the same Super Bowl game, I saw this trailer. I also saw Morgan Freeman hawking Turkish Airlines. <laughs> I saw I saw <laughs> Tina Fey and like a and Steve Carell and a list of uh, and like a listers in some yearbook ad advertising who knows what. I don't even know what they were advertising, but I know they were picking up a check. And uh, I saw John Malkovich um, promoting well john malkovich yeah but also uh squarespace think, uh, squarespace or wix one of the two squarespace and okay um, that, that, uh, you're right that turkish airlines thing that would that was just weird yeah so you know like in, in anthony hopkins defense there's no there's no shame in hollywood and honestly there you know transformers has actually had some thespians uh in it already with like john Turturro and um some others and so, you know, I don't fault him one bit for taking this role, obviously cashing in big time and uh, not having to really flex a few muscles to put in, you know, put in an honest day's work. So I think he's I think he's fine. I don't think he needs our pity or our criticism, honestly. And like I said, there's plenty of there's plenty of, quote unquote, A-list actors and actresses that uh, that take an easy payday. 
and it's right in front of us. And so it's all around us. So um, I would just ask everybody to just lay off Anthony Hopkins. I'm happy, whether you like it or not, that uh, in the pantheon of Transformers fiction, Anthony Hopkins is now on the list of actors who have participated, whether whether it's cringeworthy or not. He's uh, he's on the list now. Oh, I, I love Anthony Hopkins, and I really like, I, regardless of whatever role he has in the movie, I really like they're using him as the narrator for the trailers. I mean, it's great. It is, for sure. I mean, that's is that like half the reason for casting him or Morgan Freeman, just to get them to do your trailers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's great casting, and and I, I mean, that's one thing that makes me excited about this movie and watching these trailers is I could I could listen to that a hundred times just to hear him narrate it. So, going back to this this trailer, this is the second trailer I guess that we've got. Um, uh, things we we've been we've had all these uh, hints at Unicron, very heavy hints. We've had we. This is the second one where we've got that yellow-faced, generic-looking Autobot that some people think is Warpath. I mean, I guess it potentially could be, but um, until something is confirmed or I have better thought f- uh, feelings on that, I wouldn't think that. I mean, it could be Warpath. I don't know it. I I don't care. Uh, but I, it would be nice to see something new. The only thing we saw new in this was Anthony Hopkins, right? We actually saw him. We didn't see yes. him before, right? Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is you want tra- more characters? What, what do you want? More characters? Some reason to care? Beyond Minasaur? What do you want? I, I, I like. I want some reason to get excited. That first trailer mm-hmm. caused a lot of um, injected a lot of excitement into the movie uh, for a lot of people. It this didn't add anything. Yeah, I agree. So let me say this about the about the franchise. This is one thing where now we're 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 into what is this the fifth movie, right? Yeah. And then in 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 according to the schedule, let's see we'll see if they pull it off. I think they will just because they they have to to hit uh, to hit year uh, year to year comparison numbers uh, on the um, on the balance sheet. By the way, Hasbro just recorded or just reported their fourth quarter earnings, and they were uh, record breaking. So they had their first, I think, five billion dollar quarter. Heck yeah! It's sales, so. Uh, bully for you. Anyway, so now they're on the hook for three straight years of Transformers, right? So this is Transformers Five. I'll say this to that point. I, yes, they haven't they haven't evolved it in one important way. I feel, and that is at this point, regardless of how it actually plays out in the movie, I would have liked to have seen them learn that the Transformer characters themselves, just in vacuums, uh, that is an attraction. Like that is a selling point, and to unveil them like new characters in a fighting game, or new wrestlers that pop up that you know invade from WCW, or like just guest stars that just pop up unexpectedly, um, that is a as a way to market a movie that they have never really touched on. So like back in the day, it. It, it was a big deal to unveil Devastator. It was a big deal to see the first screenshots of Shockwave. It was a big deal. At the very beginning, it was a big deal to see Optimus Prime, period. So at this point, like, I feel like all these trailers, uh, they're, not, they're not truly character-based or reveal-based. And I think that would create a lot of buzz marketing at this point, especially with your your 
fans of the movie franchise have been watching this stuff for a decade now. And so I think at this point they have probably uh, like cross-pollinated enough with hardcore Transformer fans to actually be somewhat aware of the importance of when a new character appears or is included in the movie-verse. So I would, I would really like to see trailers at this point, or I think at this point we should have seen many trailers at this point, treated as like character reveal. Like, like, like trailer, you know, the, the second trailer is when we unveil, we really unveil character X, and the next one is character Y. And if you string those along, showing the characters, making a big deal of the new robots that show up as trailers, I feel like that would cause a lot more buzz than uh, trying to trying to convince us that the story is legitimate uh, using the trailer. I, I feel like they could just be a lot more stunt-based and they would be a lot more fun if they were just centralized around character review. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you don't want to reveal too much in a trailer because you want to have some reason for people to actually go watch the movie. Like, right now... I want to say I want to watch the movie because I'm completely confused of exactly how they're going about this. You may not be less confused watching the movie. <laughs> that, that's true. I, I, I think I like I don't have a problem with them showing off characters and stuff because I I to me that's the appeal of I'd like to know who's in the movie or what they're going to look like before I go. I wouldn't want to see like Sentinel Primes, uh, you know. When when Sentinel Prime in the last movie or the movie before last was the movie before last before yes. last yeah, yeah uh, when he uh, revealed himself to be evil I wouldn't want that to be spoiled in a trailer yeah you don't want the heel turn but you do want <laughs> you do want to see him so like here's like an example like a real like a, a quick example so Avengers two right the first trailer was Ultron. Yes. Like the whole trailer was, this is, uh, hey, it's Ultron. Everybody geek out. Everybody did geek out. And the story actually turned out to be kind of a mess. Yeah. But, uh, but the first trailer, they amazing. recognized, yes. And, and the, the whole point of the trailer was just to hype up Ultron. So, you know, whether or not, say in theory, or say, say it's true that this is Unicron. I, I just feel like the first trailer or the second trailer in this case, if it was a Unicron trailer, and not a story trailer, uh, that would have gone over way bigger than what we got. Yeah, it's 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 kind of disappointing. It doesn't really amp me up for the movie anymore, but it doesn't at the same time. I don't look at it and say, well, that was a disaster. I don't want to see the movie now, technically. <laughs> you know what I want to see, Brian? What? Lego Batman. Seeing that this weekend. That looks great. Yeah, yeah I'm, over, I'm seeing it. It looks so good. Uh, tickets. But we're going to see this one, too. Let's be honest. Of course we are. Oh, yeah. I will, and I find them enjoyable for what they are. I will see them because I'm the host of Radio Free Cybertron, the original and best Transformers podcast. I will see it three times the first weekend. But oh, I, see, I, I won't even do that. Doesn't mean, I'll make a recommendation. Uh, for anybody out there who's young enough, uh, has the freedom uh, to do this, I, I will always recommend to my, to my dying breath is that Transformers is definitely one of those movies that you need to go see at the uh, the midnight uh, the midnight debut the midnight screening on Wednesday night or Thursday night whatever it is yes where you're surrounded by a bunch of teenagers it's a thousand times more fun when you're surrounded by a bunch of rowdy teenagers on curfew than seeing it with anybody else trust me the yeah. beach balls flying around they're laughing they're whistling at the girls because uh, that's what Michael Bay wants 
and uh, and it's just a lot of fun because it, it, it's made for a 14 year old mind, and you're in a theater like with 120 14 year olds. I've had so t- if you can do that, do that. So the last episode we talked about how I thought that Revenge of the Fallen is the worst movie, and Diecast obviously loves Revenge of the Fallen. Had a few friends who listened reach out to me and like, hey, you know, Revenge of the Fallen is bad but maybe it's not as bad as you think um one of them for example said i really think that dark of the moon is way worse because i think it's unwatchable in just how bad it is and basically in the way that i hate um gi joe resolute because gi joe resolute is like the exact opposite of what gi joe is and should be at least the animated version uh in a way, in a way, um, Dark of the Moon is the exact opposite of what Autobots should be because it's like Autobots and just a, it's there's a, basically a killing montage. Uh, the, like the last third of the movie is like a killing montage of the Autobots just killing Decepticons. It's kind of it's kind of terrible. So I, I, I we're doing a panel at Jolanta um, at the at the Botlanta Transformers track and. Um, uh, one of the panels I'm on is about the Bayformer movie, so I'm actually going to have to sit down and watch all four movies over. So <laughs> I'll be doing yeah, I'll be doing that over the next couple of weeks. So um, probably by end by the end um, of February, I think I can definitively say whether or not <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen is the worst Transformers movie, or if I've been giving it a bad rap for all these years because I haven't watched it since as far mm. ex- since we did the. Um, I haven't watched it since we did the commentary for it back in late 2009. Ha! Wow. Nice. I will say this about uh, Dark of the Moon. I really legitimately like Dark of the Moon up until the last, the third act. Yeah. I like it a lot. Like after, like basically up until a little bit after Sentinel Prime does the big turn. I even, th- I was like actively thinking to myself in the theater, I like this. Movie. Like this movie's good like for especially for a transformers movie like i'm enjoying myself and then the last third of the movie happened and uh, it went off the rails but for two-thirds of that movie i was like man this is uh this is all right man they've 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 found their groove again Uh, yeah it was it was good age of extinction for me is the hardest one to watch after the first time like the other ones i can go back and watch them and you know watch the whole movie and still feel satisfied when i get done age of extinction for some reason is just really hard to get through again it is it doesn't it doesn't really ever like go anywhere yeah it never gets off the ground is the thing like for me it never picked up uh it never picked up momentum like i never felt like i was being taken for a ride it just uh it was just there stuff was happening for me for me personally it never ends so it is does take forever it's always with you yeah it's always with you hey but stanley tucci's in it yeah. Uh, Again, thespians and Frazier. Yeah, that's true. Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts on this? Any, uh, so is is Mark Wahlberg last night? I hope so. He has a light. He has something that looks like a lightsaber. So okay, is, okay, okay. And he's dressed like a Jedi. The last night, the next Star Wars movie is the Last Jedi. Think about it. <laughs> he's man crossover. I love it. I love it. Hasbro Hasbro does a lot of business with Disney. Yeah. Uh, coincidence? Probably, but you know, just, just, just uh, enjoy it and laugh. We get, we get Matt Tracker, a black Matt Tracker, in the Star Wars universe. I'll be happy. That would be great. 
if somehow that it, we if that's where we end up with Miles Mayhem versus Darth Vader, it's all worth it. My life has been worth it. Uh, any other thoughts though around the trailer? We went a little longer than I actually planned, which is nice, uh, considering it's a fifty-second trailer. Yeah, how come we didn't get like our hot girl shot? Other, I mean, we got that shot of the girl running that kind of looks like Megan Fox, but we haven't get, really gotten. Or does he save that for the movie? It'd be nice if it didn't have yeah, that. We'll get that. We'll get that in trailer three or four, guaranteed. Hey, we also didn't get T Bob. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his face? Not T Bob. <laughs> it would be nice. If, it would be, Sparks or Sparky? Sparks, Scoots. <laughs> it would be nice if, he, if, if this one didn't have exploitation of women. That would be nice. It, I'm fine with it as long as they're over the age of 21. Yeah, lots of things are nice, Brian, but we don't get lots of things in life. That's true. Uh, okay, well, uh, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast? Go to tfradio.net slash iTunes. Subscribe. Uh, if you spent 20 minutes listening to this, you can spend. Uh, 30 seconds subscribing and tack on an extra minute and leave a review while you're there. If you're on uh, iOS, you're probably listening on the podcast app. You can just click, click, click right from the app and leave a review. Seriously. I mean, it's the easiest thing. You Just do it while you're listening. Leave an honest review, but not too honest. Like those one-star <laughs> reviews are a killer. Yeah, five stars. Five stars. And, of course, uh, do your shopping through our Amazon shopping through our website. Go to tfradio.net slash Amazon. Do all your shopping. and uh, Buy some Bay movies. Buy some Bay movies. They're probably cheap right now. Probably. Probably always cheap. Well, I mean, hey, have we gotten a commemorative edition of the first Transformers movie yet? Does that the, happen? The 07 movie? Yeah, like a, like a, oh, I guess we're going to get a 10th year edition this year. Hopefully we'll get it on HD DVD. Uh, one can only hope. Hopefully, act- hopefully we'll get uh, what the cri- uh, Criterion? <laughs> Criterion Collection. Probably not. With uh, like the behind the scenes. I want the real story of Transformers 2007. I actually had the 2007 movie on HD DVD. So did I. That was... That was the whole reason I bought an HD DVD player because they said it would never come out on Blu-ray and then HD DVD died and then it came out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Was that a Paramount thing? Was Paramount like behind a, HD DVD? Like were they backing that one or they something? They were backing that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a tough one. I had the player for my 360. Aha. Yes, terrific. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I had I think I had Transformers and Pan's Labyrinth. I might still have Pan's Labyrinth somewhere. Oh, and I think maybe Willy Wonka. I'm not sure. Very nice. Good God. That sounds like it. That might as well have been 30 years ago. I know. Hey, uh, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday.